Hi, and welcome to episode 91 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor at iPhone Life. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. And this week, we'll be talking about everything you can expect from Apple's fall announcement, which we're expecting to be in two weeks. So we're super excited about it. Uh, we've been studying up on the rumors. We're going to tell you all of the, there's been a lot of new rumors this week. And so we're going to fill you in on all of the latest and help you prep for the event and, and know what to expect and know how to follow the coverage, including our amazing coverage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, we want to tell you about our sponsor for this episode, Tablift. So one of the rumors we're going to get into later on in this episode is new iPad coming out. So whether you're planning to get a new iPad or you or you own an iPad already, one of the things, accessories you need to get is Tablift. If you're watching the video, I'm going to hold it up and you can see it. Basically what it is, is it uh, positions your iPad so that you can view it from a reclined angle. Because most of what you're doing with your iPad, although Sarah, I think, is the exception because she often works from her iPad. But most of the time, at least for me, I spend browsing the web, watching a movie, doing things like that. And what you want is you want to be able to view your iPad from a reclined angle. And in particular, if you're all the way reclined, if you're lying in bed, you want the the tablet to be kind of uh, angled towards you, which is a very difficult angle to get from most cases. Mm -hmm. And that's where Tablet comes in. It's one of the most popular iPad accessories on Amazon. It's really successful. I use it. I love it. Uh, and so make sure you check it out. Can I just add what I love about tablets? Yes. I like to recline and lie on my side. Ah. And there's no such thing as a, ta- a tablet stand that can accommodate that except for Tablift. And that's very It's really to convenient, <laughs> yeah. So uh, go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. We'll have a link to it. Uh, or if you go to Amazon and you can just search Tablift, T-A-B-L-I-F-T. And there you go. Uh, next, we want to share with you our daily tip of the week. Uh, if you go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips, you can sign up for our free newsletter. And we highly recommend that you do because that way you can learn something cool you can do with your device in just one minute every day. So it's a really low commitment and it's completely free and you'll be learning all kinds of cool things. So I chose the daily tip this week that will help you the best in getting ready for iOS 12. At the Apple announcement, Apple or Tim Cook will presumably let us know when you can install iOS 12 on your device. Um, That does take up storage space on your device though. So it's good to prepare for that and have at least like two to three gigabytes free for iOS 12 before you install it. And so this week's tip is how to delete old backups in iCloud. And that's probably the first thing I would recommend doing before you go through and bother with looking through your photos and things like that and your message threads to get rid of stuff. So you can just go to your settings app, go to iCloud and check your backups. And there you'll see you may have an old backup for a device that you don't really need to be, you don't need it anymore. And so you can just delete that and that can free up a few gigabytes of space. It's one of those things I think Apple needs to do a better job of uh, handling for us, but they don't. And so this is, I find, a really valuable tip because what happens is you have an iPhone, you're backing up an iCloud, and then you wipe it, you sell it. 
but that backup still stays there and it can take up two or three gigabytes, you're not using it. You don't even own the device anymore. You have no need for this backup, but most people don't think to go look. So make mm -hmm. sure you go look. You're perfectly safe to delete old backups from devices you weren't using. Uh, you, of course, want to make sure you at least have the latest backup before installing a new operating system, but everything else, just delete. Yeah, and one question when this tip ran a couple of weeks ago, um, one question we had from our reader was that if you delete it on one device, will it delete it from all devices? And the answer is yes. So for instance, if you go in and you, you go into your iCloud settings, you'll see backups for all of your iOS devices. So if you have an iPad, for instance, you, you'll see the backup for the iPad too. And if you delete it there and you're like viewing it on your iPhone, it will also delete that backup. It's just deleting it from iCloud, yeah. and so, so don't do that. Don't if do you're that. Still using your iPad, you want to have at least one current backup so that if something happens, you can restore yes. your iPad. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you want to keep backups in iCloud for all of your different devices. And yeah. one more point on this: just a plea to everybody to please have automatic backup turned on. I can't tell you how many people I've come across who are too lazy to manage this, or they don't want to spend the extra money to get new storage, but they need new storage, so they just don't automatically back up their phone, don't be one of those people who has <laughs> to go on Facebook and say, I lost all my contacts. Yeah. All you need to do is back up your phone automatically, and you keep your, all your contacts, you keep all your settings, everything, and so make sure you're backing up. I think, you know, you can get, I can't remember what the tier is for uh, like a dollar a month, 99 cents a month, but you can get for $12 a year, it seems worth it to me to, to have that extra storage so that if you lose your phone, if you break your phone, you have all your things. Mm -hmm. um, your photos, your contacts, those things to me are worth more than $12 a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I know a lot of people are say, tell me because I encounter so many people who don't have their iPhones on automatic iCloud backup that they just don't want to pay that extra 99 cents a month um, for that beginning tier and they also have not like managed their photos well so there's they don't have enough storage iCloud storage to back their phones up and um, I just I think it's really worth it. I, I live in fear on their behalf. <laughs> yeah, well, especially because they're not managing their photos in a way that allows them to save them somewhere else because that's a very like sort of like hand-in-hand -hand problem I found. Mm -hmm. It's you're really taking a risk with all those photos then if they're really important to you, you should first of all be backing them up somewhere but also you should be <laughs> you should be paying for that storage. We have an excellent workshop on photo management and whether to use iCloud or Google Photo. And there's a bunch of trade-offs. We can maybe link to this. I love promising that Sarah will link to this. <laughs> so you're welcome, Sarah. Uh, but the main point that I want to make with that is if you, for some reason, or if you really don't want to pay that 99 cents a month, you can back up all your photos on Google Photo for free. Now, there's a bunch of trade-offs that I don't. we don't need to get into. You can watch the workshop, but that is an option for you as well if you want to make sure your photos are backed up, but yet not be using iCloud backup for that. Yeah, and the other thing is I, I just was on vacation with a friend and she's having the problem. She's totally happy to pay for iCloud storage, but she has a 16 gigabyte iPhone 6. Mm -hmm. And so she doesn't have the local storage to support those photos. And so one thing to check is to go into your iCloud settings and make sure under iCloud Photos that you are optimizing 
photos on your device, and that just means that you're seeing a smaller, lower res version on your iPhone and the larger versions being stored in iCloud. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, even with that, she was still having storage problems, uh, but that is one thing to check if you're having an issue of local storage versus you're willing to pay for the iCloud storage. Mm -hmm. Good so, point. Yeah. Um, so we had a comment from a listener that I'm really excited about and wanted to read to you guys. Um, Lonnie Rodriguez wrote in after I mentioned in a couple episodes ago that my first generation Apple Watch broke, meaning the like screen popped off. And uh, he was saying that, hey, okay, let me read. My wife's back popped off, and this was <laughs> the Apple Watch back popped off. And at the time, this was a year ago, and it was an unknown issue, so it wasn't covered under warranty. But Apple recently just extended their coverage for first-generation Apple Watches to three years. Now that they're aware of this, a swollen battery will make your display pop off. So this happened a couple weeks ago to his device, and uh, he was able to get it replaced for free. Wow. Nice. And so this is something I'm going to look into for my first generation Apple Watch. I love so. this. I love that we now, our users are now providing us with tech support. I know. It's I know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So um, let's move on to Insider. So our, we have our premium subscription, iPhone Life Insider, as many of you know. And this is our full educational service with in-depth guides. We're coming out with the iOS 12 guide as soon as the update is available. Um, so that will help you learn all of the new features. You get a digital archive of iPhone Life magazine, and you know, so you get all of our back issues. We have over 30 issues now. A video version of our daily tip, and Ask an Editor, a feature that lets you connect with our experts to get answers to your tech questions. So uh, Sarah is our expert, and she is going to share how she helped out an insider. Well, this is a really simple question, but apparently this is the day that we crowdsource information because I, I wanted to bring up this question because I, I felt like the more sort of input, the better. Um, so the question was, what is the password manager you recommend for iPhone? Now, I am lazy and I use Safari Keychain, but of course, not everyone uses Safari or you're not always using a Safari browser. So I probably should and probably other people should be using like a third party password manager, and I've heard really good things about Dashlane and 1Password, but I know you guys both use password managers as well, so mm -hmm. I wanted to get your input. Yeah, I really, I enjoy 1Password. That, that's what I use too, 1Password, I love it. Um, and I'd the, love to hear from our listeners too, what mm -hmm. they use. The one thing with uh, 1Password is that with iOS 12, it's going to be getting a lot better because now it will allow you to auto-log into your apps, whereas before it would just be through Safari or Chrome that you'd be able to auto-log in. Also, though, Apple's own password management features are getting better they with are. iOS 12. So in, in, in some ways, that's just easier to use and you don't have to pay for it. So right. I'm actually considering just using Apple's going forward because I don't know that I feel like paying for 1Password anymore. So um, considering less than a month we'll have the shipping version of iOS 12, it might be worth, if you're considering getting a password manager, waiting and seeing what more other features we get for yeah. Safari Keychain. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, it's, it's really nice now in your settings app, there's a, a, a section called Accounts and Passwords, and there you'll see a full list of all of your logins. And you have that with iOS 11. But now it will also, with iOS 12, it will tell you 
it'll be a little exclamation point next to all of the ones that are duplicates. So it kind of calls you out on, on accounts <laughs> that you've been using the same password for. And so then from that page, you can go in and change your password, use one of the ones that Apple suggests, and then Apple will, your iPhone will store that password for you and auto log you in anytime you go back there. So it's really helping me make the switch to have better practices with passwords. And so that's I, pretty awesome. I think the main reason I like OnePass, <laughs> and I agree, I keep being tempted just to roll with uh, Apple's functionality. But I use Chrome in, as my default browser on my computer. I'm pointing to my office if you're watching <laughs> this. Uh, and I sometimes use Chrome and sometimes use Safari on my iPhone. And I like the fact that OnePass is agnostic. So if you right. do use uh, Apple's default password managers, especially if you use them for to have them create passwords that you don't actually even remember anymore, which is, of course, the whole point of them, then you're pretty stuck with using Safari everywhere and using I know. Apple's operating systems everywhere. It's true. If you and so that's that's the part that I don't love about it. Do you know what ends up happening for me since I use um, Safari on my iPhone and all of my passwords are in Safari Keychain and I use Chrome on my computer. <laughs> I end up opening up the passwords um, thing in settings and like typing in, like reading from the passwords into my computer, the username and password. Yeah, that's yeah, not what you yeah, want. Yeah. Which is the We've whole point is to make it easier, there. right? All right, we're ready to jump into all of the rumors for what to expect from Apple's announcement. First, we want to tell you, just give you an overview of what to expect in terms of when the announcement will be. <laughs> uh, I was doing a lot of reading yesterday, and it's not, basically we don't know 100%, but Ever since the, the iPhone 4S, Apple has announced, had their big fall announcement the first or second week of September, and it's always been a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And so all, most of the rumors that I was reading was saying Wednesday, September 12th. Sarah was saying September 11th some places. She's betting more on Tuesday. I'm betting more on Wednesday. We'll see who wins. <laughs> the, good, the good news is I planned to be traveling on Monday, and yesterday we got, <laughs> I got really worried that I was did not play the bet right, but I think I'm hoping I'll be safe. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. hopefully. Yeah. We'll find out next week for sure. They'll probably issue the announcement let, at that point. Yes. And let's talk about why I'm worried about it, what our coverage is going to be. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Apple's announcement also is usually at noon central time or 10 a.m., Pacific time. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll, we always have uh, our whole office here covering the event live, and we're going to have, okay, let's see, what do we have? We have a Facebook, a private Facebook group, which we'll link to the how to sign up for that in our show notes at iphonelife.com slash podcast. And there we'll be having commentary throughout the event. So David and I, our plan is to be, as the event unfolds, giving you our commentary, telling you, like giving you some context for what's being announced. And it's also a place where we really want our community to be able to come together and share and connect and also share what your take on the announcement is. So we'll be having a conversation there. Right after the podcast, we'll be having a live. Right oh, sorry. The yeah. Right after the announcement, Spoiler. we'll be having a live podcast. And so that's going to be really fun. We'll send out emails to all of you um, so that you can you can join on Demio and mm -hmm. watch the podcast live. You can be sending in your questions and comments live, and we'll be answering. 
I will also be posting that in the podcast app afterwards as usual. So if you can't attend live, you can always catch it later that night um, or that following week. Uh, we'll also be having on iPhoneLife.com, we'll be having all of our you know, analysis at, during and after the event. So am I missing anything? I'm not sure we're posting a whole lot of coverage during the event because it's mostly going to be on the Facebook page. But mm -hmm. immediately after, we'll have roundups of everything that's been announced, you know, along with our take on what's been announced. And, mm -hmm. and if you're on our newsletter mailing list, you'll get a newsletter with all of those links to all of those articles. Yeah. A couple quick thoughts. First of all, if you aren't on the Facebook group, you want to go sign up, even if you aren't available to follow along for the announcement. It's a really great community where people can, you can crowdsource your questions just like we do sometimes. Yeah. And if you have any questions, you can post them in the group. You can help other people in the group. It's really fun. So make sure you sign up for that. It's totally free. It's iPhone Life Group. So if you just search for that in Facebook, you can yes, find it. Yes, iPhone Life Group, or we will link to it. If you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, we'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, second of all, we did the live podcast for WWDC and it was a lot of fun. So make sure if you're available, you tune in for that. One of the things in general that we're going to try to do in the Facebook group, in the podcast, in the post announcement coverage is to really give our editorial expert take on it. Cause we know you guys can follow along the announcement yourself. You can get the news anywhere in terms of what iPhones are going to be announced. To be honest, we'll tell you right now what's going to be announced and it'll probably be true, but we'll try to give you kind of our expert takes about uh, whether it's worth it. So that's one yeah. of the things we do in the podcast each time as we go, we have a debate of whether you should upgrade or what you should upgrade to, what, what devices are worth the money, those types of questions. So it's always, it's one of my favorite podcasts to do of the year. Are we going to do a which iPhone should you get debate, David? I think we are David versus Sarah round like 18. <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> I might win a round. <laughs> yeah. I feel like whatever thing I argue, I always end up getting the new iPhone. I know. Well, yeah, we always do. Uh, the Facebook group's also a good place. Like in the coming weeks, we'll be posting all of the latest rumors. So if you're excited about the announcement, it's a good place to get our pre-event coverage there I, too. I think the last point for, for you all is you can watch the Apple announcement. They live stream it, if you didn't know that. Uh, you can go to apple.com at 12 o'clock central time, 10 o'clock pacific time. You have to make sure you're on Safari. Apple TV has an app, so you can watch on your Apple TV as well, which is what we do. And we always do a pizza party. So if you all want to do a pizza party, <laughs> as go we right are, ahead. go right ahead. I <laughs> have a tip for this, though. Um, Make sure your Safari app is up to date or uh, your Apple TV is up to date. You yeah. don't want it to suddenly start updating when you're trying to watch this. We've had I know. nightmare scenarios where all of a sudden we're updating our Apple TV as the announcement is happening. Everyone's panicking and, and wanting to see the announcement. I mean, so. I think there's usually people have auto updates on, but it's worth it's, it's worth yeah. checking. It's worth checking. Yeah, it's ahead worth of checking. time. Okay, so the first uh, product that we want to talk about is the iPhone because that's really, you know, for a lot of us is the most exciting uh -huh. uh, devices that we'll be seeing. So this is expected to be an S year for Apple. So last year was the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. So we saw the iPhone 10. That was a huge update. Like clearly Apple had been spending many years on some of these uh -huh. updates, including the face ID and wireless charging and all of that. So this year we're going to see more incremental updates 
the form factor is expected to stay somewhat similar on the iPhones. You're not going to see anything crazy different, but there will be internal updates. Mm -hmm. um, feel free to jump in. Yeah, well, first of all, so we did a rumor roundup uh, probably about a month ago. What I'll say is most of these rumors are the same as then, but they're being mm -hmm. much more confirmed. So Forbes, yeah, it was yet, just yesterday had a huge dump of rumors that seemed pretty accurate and pretty reliable. So that's what we're basing this off of. Um, like Donna's saying, we're, we're, it's going to be an S year, so there's going to be kind of incremental updates. But one of the cool things is I think there's going to be three different iPhones this yeah. year. So they're going to have the same iPhone 10 update. That, uh, they're going to take the iPhone 10 that they had last year and just update the specs a little bit, and that'll be one of the updates. The other thing they'll do is, I, I don't know what they're going to call it, probably the 10 Plus, S. 10, well, there, it's going to be oh. the 10S. Yeah, but the, the one that has plus? the 5.8 inch display, like mm -hmm. which is the same as this year's size, will just be updated with, I think it's like camera and processor improvements, so most likely. That would be the 10S. The 10S. Yes. And then what you're saying now is there'll be the 10 Plus or something like that for the larger one. Yeah, and that'll be kind of replacing what we have had, which is the Plus. What's nice about it is if you take the form factor of the 8 plus and then you make it edge-to-edge uh, -edge display it's a huge display mm -hmm. I mean you're gonna be walking around with a really big display and they're gonna be do a, apparently do a nice job I've read uh, they're doing a lot planning a lot of uh, ability to multitask so you can do mm -hmm. you, if you go uh, portrait mode you can landscape, landscape mode, yeah thanks if you go landscape mode you can have a lot of kind of like they've had in the Plus in the years past, a lot more functionality to take advantage of the larger screen. Uh, it'll presumably have a huge battery, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And then the one I'm most excited about will be, I don't know what they're going to call it, to be honest, but it'll be a cheaper version, which will, but it'll be, still be edge-to-edge -edge display. I think it'll still have Face ID, face ID but it will not have uh, an OLED display, which... I love the OLED display, but it's the most expensive part of the phone, and you don't need it. Like, there's no reason you need it. So it's a really, in my opinion, a really nice compromise from a lot of people who still want the edge-to-edge -edge display, who want a lot of these great features, but don't really need the extra, extra high-quality OLED. Yeah. What I'm excited about most about this year's update is that not that many people I know bought the iPhone X, because it, it, I think... There were enough question marks like, will Face ID work? Mm -hmm. Do I want to spend the money? That I feel like this this is a good update for people to buy one of these devices who have been waiting to buy a new device for a while because it'll be more refined than last year's iPhone 10. I love my iPhone 10, yeah. so I, I don't think I feel the need to update this year, upgrade this year. But um, I think like for the people that I know who've been holding out for a couple years or longer this is a good year to buy something and maybe they want to get the, the LCD display one and save a few hundred dollars. Now, a couple things. Will the LCD display, do you know, will that one have the camera? The dual camera? Yeah. Uh, do we I, know that yet? I'm struggling to remember. Hold on one second. Well, let's come back to that. I'm okay. going to check on that. Um, well, I mean, the next point, though, is this is a loss for people who love the home button and love Touch ID. Uh, and certainly we have mixed feelings single about... Single rear-facing camera. Single rear-facing, and so That's to me, that kills it. I love the dual camera. I love the portrait mode. 
Um, so Gotta that's have those tough. Memojis. Gotta yeah, but for some memojis. people, well, some no, people won't memojis. care though. Because you have really? Face ID. Okay. Yeah, I'll so I still TV. have the front-facing mm-hmm. TrueDepth camera. Yeah, I don't know that I that I would care that much about the dual camera, to be honest. I know, but I really well. We'll wait for David versus Sarah, but I really <laughs> want to argue that everybody should care. That we should all <laughs> care more about cameras because we none of us carry nice cameras around anymore. This is our primary camera. These are valuable memories, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, portrait mode is not perfect, but there are a lot of settings where it does create a really nice effect. And then be, the two-time zoom, two zoom, not losing any resolution when you zoom in, is really, is nice. really great. Yeah. So there is that. Okay, so other rumors. I was reading yesterday that none of the new devices will have 3D touch. I'd heard right. that before for the budget phone. I thought that was a budget decision, but that's really interesting. To me, that's an admission that that, that 3D touch is kind of a flop. Definitely <laughs> it is an admission that it's a flop. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can do with 3D touch that you can't do just with a long press. You yeah. Know? So, like, why do you need 3D touch? Yeah. yeah. I think the, I have mixed feelings about 3D touch. I don't know that I dislike it, but the problem is it's a very unintuitive UI, and Apple specializes in intuitive user interfaces. UI stands for user interfaces, by the way. Uh, and especially on Apple Watch, but on all my devices, I'm constantly discovering things that I can do with 3D Touch that I didn't even realize. And the, the, that's the whole point. When you have a button on your phone, you know that you can tap that button, and you can generally get a decent idea of what it'll do. But there's 3D Touch always just feels like like hidden features that I'm not, yeah. that there's no indication that it, what it'll do or that I can 3D Touch something. Yeah, and like the 3D touch shortcuts for apps I never use. Like I you can hard press on an app and get like a little menu of extra options, but none I of it them. feels that essential. Okay, Sarah uses it's them. It's a great way to share an app. You just like 3D touch the app icon and then there's a share icon and you can be like, here's the app I was talking about. See? You can text See? it to someone. That's but a good that, tip. That's a good tip, but that's the whole point. I've never, I didn't even know, I know. that existed. That's because you don't read our daily tips, David, <laughs> yeah. apparently. There's a thousand of them. They're hard to keep track of. And okay. I never knew that. <laughs> uh, another rumor, I actually wasn't aware that the rumor was that some of these new iPhones would have Apple Pencil support, but the latest rumors are saying the new devices will not have Apple oh, Pencil okay. support. This one was interesting because I could see how people would be super excited about this new huge iPhone with the 6.5 inch display and all these extra multitasking features you mentioned in landscape mode that you might also want the Apple Pencil. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it doesn't sound like Apple's gonna do that. <laughs> That's a shame. I mean, so many people are insane about the iPhone mini. I mean, not the iPhone, the iPad mini. It's kind of a bit like how Apple had to make an iPhone SE for all the people who were holding on to their smaller iPhones. Yeah. I don't know it's that, like a cult. that <laughs> iPad mini people are going to willingly switch to that really big iPhone. Well, um, the, yeah, I mean, those. So what what Sarah's alluding to is one of the iPad rumors is that they're going to kill off the iPad mini altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they're not updating it further. But yeah, people love their iPad yeah. minis. Yeah, they're, people so love What was your point with the Apple Pencil, though? I feel like they need to give, I, I can see Apple making the Apple Pencil be an iPad-only thing, because they, they sometimes will do that with certain functionalities. Mm-hmm. But I think they should give give uh, those iPad mini people a really big iPhone with Apple Pencil support. They have somewhere, those people have somewhere to go. You don't have Apple Pencil support on the iPad mini, to be fair, but you know, if they were updating the iPad mini, like they probably would 
give that functionality. The most recent, just regular iPad has it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, part of the problem with the getting rid of the iPad mini is that the iPhone 10s Plus or whatever name they're going to call it. Sorry, I'm just annoyed at Apple's marketing. Uh, it's going to be the most expensive device by far. I mean, it's probably going to be twelve, thirteen hundred bucks. And so mm -hmm. the iPad Mini, part of the appeal was it was a cheaper iPad. Yeah. You were paying three hundred bucks for this, and so now you're replacing a three hundred dollar item with a thirteen hundred dollar item. So I, I agree with you. I don't think people who love their iPad Mini are going to be happy with the iPhone, whatever. I also feel like <laughs> the iPad Mini is a really great option to have for a child to use because it is an expensive. You know, you don't need them, a small child, to have, like, cellular capabilities. You can put it in a really tough case, and they can play games or watch YouTube videos, you mm -hmm. know, appropriate YouTube videos. So I, I'm hoping that just for the iPad Mini people that they at least do a sort of basic, you know, upgrade, a little bit of an upgrade, just so that there's something faster and... Everything I've read says they're not going to. I know. To. Me too. Yeah. I this think we're, we've wrapped up the iPhone rumors pretty much, so we could yeah. just hand it over to David to tell That's us what the iPad I, rumors I are. I want to complain about one thing. Okay. okay. I think it's very unlikely, but I'm still really <laughs> mad about Apple's naming convention this year because there's the iPhone 10, which is a Roman numeral, and then there's the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus, which are Arabic numerals, and I disapprove of that mixing of different types of numerals. <laughs> and now there's a rumor, which I believe is not true, but still makes me mad, <laughs> where that of an iPhone X2, which really doesn't make sense. Because, oh my God. Yeah, it makes me mad just thinking about it. It's not true, it won't happen, but if it does, like you will hear me screaming from the iPhone life <laughs> I feel like it's Facebook like Sarah's group. worst nightmare. If this happens, we will live stream Sarah's scream in the Facebook group. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, to be clear, I really doubt this will happen, <laughs> even though Apple has really dumb naming conventions. Yeah. But, you know, just in case, I want everyone to Sometimes, know how wrong it is if some, you even yeah. think about this possibility. Sometimes both with Apple's marketing copy and their naming conventions, I feel like they're just kind of like thumbing their nose, being like, we can get away with this yeah. because we're Apple, but this is so, so yeah, stupid. We, it, yeah, they're almost like showing off. They're yeah. like, we can come up with the dumbest naming convention Most possible. marketing copy, And too. call it courage. I'm going to tell you iPad. about iPads. Yeah. yeah. So the latest rumor, it's the same rumors that we talked about last time, but I'm going to update you all again because they seem to be very confirmed now, which is we're going to have two updated versions of the iPad Pro. Really excited about it. It's going to be edge-to-edge -edge display. Face ID. It's not going to have an OLED display. I never know. Do you guys say OLED or OLED? You can do either. Either yeah, one. I looked okay. it up because I didn't want to be saying it wrong. <laughs> you on the didn't want to do what yeah. I'm doing yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, so it's not going to have that, which is expected because OLED displays are really expensive. Uh, yeah, and that large display part of the iPad. would be so expensive. Yeah, exactly. And so it would be just cost prohibitive. Um, but there's gonna, the two models are going to be, they're going to take the 10 and a half inch form factor, leave the same form factor, but make it edge to edge display, which will make an 11 inch screen on the 10 and a half inch form factor that they have now. But they're going to take the 12 and a half inch screen and they're going to actually shrink the form factor. So you're going to end up with an 11 inch display and a 12 and a half inch display which means the iPad Pro 12 and a half inch will be smaller, which I'm, I hmm. think those are both the right decisions. I yeah, think that like- Yeah, the current iPad Pro feels huge. 
huge. It's unruly. The twelve yeah. and a half inch. It's like it, it's like one of those like comedy skits where you're walking around <laughs> with something that's just way too large. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think those are basically the rumors. Um, I was reading one rumor. Oh, okay. And this actually ties into another rumor with the iPhone that I want to talk about because it's scandalous. Mm. Uh, so first, <laughs> for on the iPad, uh, they are apparently planning on getting rid of the headphone jack. So what? cue all the tears in yeah, the world's smallest violin. That seems courage, David. <laughs> dig deep for that I courage. I stand by their decision. Are you guys ready, though? I'm going to skip back to the iPhone. Yeah, There's I'm ready for the scandalous There's a rumor that they're going to switch from a lightning cable to a USB-C. Oh, yes, I've heard oh. that, too, and I meant to mention it. I forgot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Which is going, I mean, people will lose their minds, and I'm going to sit here. I, I, I actually think that it's the right decision, and I hate to say it. Well, so your, your MacBook Pro has USB-C, Because the right? MacBook the Pro has USB-C. MacBook Pros do. So just real quick, USB-C is kind of the latest model of USB. It's, uh, yeah, it's a really thin USB as opposed, so it looks very similar to... Lightning. To Lightning. Yeah. It's reversible like Lightning. You can plug it in either way. The annoying thing about the original USBs was that you can only plug it in in one direction. I hate that. Uh, and yeah, the Macs use it, which is really annoying. And to quick charge your iPhone, you need a USB-C to Lightning cable, yeah. which is annoying. Um, and most of the modern Android phones use it as well. So the, right. it would be pretty awesome because when you go into a hotel, when you have any time you're using charging cables, Android people and iPhone people could finally get along. That would be nice. I was just sitting here <laughs> thinking, like, I can share chargers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, like, when, when they switched and got rid of the headphone jack, I feel like most people switched all of their audio to, uh, to wireless anyway. Obviously not everyone, but the, most people did. We have wireless charging now. So I think it won't practically be as big of a deal, but I think people will lose their mind. I, yeah. So are you suggesting then that for the iPad, they will get rid of the headphone jack and just go straight to USB-C? Because it, it would be weird to... <laughs> oh, to no. Are they going to have lightning on the iPad no, and no. USB-C? They, the, they the iPhone and the iPad won't match. That I guarantee. If they okay. have USB-C in the iPad, they'll have they it in the Mac. They better do that on the iPad. I, I shouldn't guarantee. Yeah, yeah. What are like, <laughs> how are you able to guarantee yeah, this, David? Yeah. Like, tell me more. My mind tells me. Yeah. <laughs> the voices in your head. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. That that's summarizes my iPad rumor roundup. There's a, a couple other just quick things. There's some rumors that they might update the Apple Pencil, which would be nice. I've also heard rumors that they might move the keyboard location. Um, I got a little confused about what they were doing and why when I read mm. this. I only read it in one source, so I don't have a lot of information for you there, but uh, they might do a new smart keyboard and they might change the way that it docks. So we'll see. Would it? Would they finally have a, like a portrait orientation docking? Yes, that's docking? what I'm hearing. That would a be portrait amazing. portrait orientation docking. Hmm. Yeah, that's something that's really annoying about iPad Pros. Um, Sarah, tell us about the Apple Watch. <laughs> I love the Apple Watch, in case you're <laughs> listening for the first time and haven't heard me mention that in every single episode. Um, most of the rumors are the same, we just have more details. Um, the price is expected to be pretty much the same or just a very small bump. Um, so we've, I've, I said last time we talked about this that I expected the Apple Watch case size to be the same. Um, and now the rumors are, seem to be confirming that because I've heard that you'll be able to use your old Apple Watch bands with the new uh, Apple Watch. 
So that's good news. But at bigger screens? Right, yes. So we, we had been hearing about bigger screens because of smaller bezels. And now we're hearing, like, specifically, it could be anywhere from 15 to 30% bigger. That's pretty mm. cool. Um, I kind of, what do you think about having, I mean, if it's 30% bigger, if there's really no bezel, I feel like the odds of something brushing against the side of your screen and causing, you know, problems gets bigger. I mean, they, de they do, but they, I, when they did this with the iPad, they had basically in their software a kind of to, the ability to detect whether it was an intentional uh, push or not. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect, but it does help with that, but I don't know. It definitely doesn't work when I, I wear my Apple Watch in the shower and I'm constantly it's discovering that I'm tracking a workout or deleting a song from my music library oh, just God. because of drops of water oh, falling on it. Um, okay, so other rumors um, are sleep tracking, which I talked about before, it seems fairly likely, and improved heart rate monitoring. Um, I don't think we're going to see glucose monitoring in this iteration, but it's a possible future thing. Um, and related to that, we're supposed to have a bigger battery because you need be good awesome. battery life. That'd I be mean, great. this one, the Apple Watch uh, 3 has really good battery life. I can, especially if I don't do a workout, I can go a couple days or a day and a half. But if you're going to do sleep tracking, you need an even better battery. And I also, slightly related, doubt that the Apple Watch will be thinner, the mm. Apple Watch 4. Um, and here's a new one. Apparently, Apple is expected to get rid of the mechanical buttons yeah. and replace them with solid-state buttons similar to the home button on the iPhone 7 and 8. Mm -hmm. um, so there'll be like a sort of haptic feedback when you touch it, but it won't actually mechanically be doing mm. anything, which would improve the waterproof rating of the Apple Watch as well. Oh, cool. cool. And it would also leave a little more room inside for a bigger battery or mm. other components. So that's exciting. Can cool. I tell you which rumor I've heard that I'm the most excited about and might actually finally inspire me to update or upgrade? That they will have, they will allow third-party apps to have audio. That would be very exciting. Because yeah. as is well established, if you're a podcast, regular podcast listener, I use Spotify. I have an Apple Watch, there's no Spotify app, and so therefore when I work out, I still have to carry around my iPhone with me because I can't just download the music on Spotify and podcasts. They're gonna support podcasts. Yes, that, that's great. a watch OS 5 thing, but yes. Okay, well I'm very excited. We all are, <laughs> that's very important. Um, so other things that seem a little unlikely to me is the rumor that there will be Face ID on the Apple Watch. I don't That'd think, be so cool. That would be crazy. I don't think it's gonna happen, at least not now. Um, and also the idea that there might be smart bands. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're going to see that from Apple. I feel like some third-party people have been playing with that a little bit, so maybe we'll see something um, eventually, but I don't think that's happening this time around. Um, let's see, any other things? Oh, this is only slightly related, but it's exciting to me. We might see an air power, you know, the charging pad that oh, you yeah. have on your iPhone, Finally. AirPods, and Apple Watch at once. You know, they talked about this, was it last year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, last and fall. And said that we'd get it in 2018. Well, you know, it's been almost a year. It's still 2018, but yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's time, Apple. I think time. they said early 2018, actually. Yeah, yeah we're definitely beyond that. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get that. And I think that's 
that's it for me as far as Apple Watch goes. Do you guys have I covered any missing no. rumors you no. guys have heard? No. Um, I'll update you guys about the AirPods. I'm pretty disappointed about the rumors for the AirPods. I had the original AirPods, lost them, and have been waiting for this fall announcement <laughs> to buy new AirPods. So uh, the latest sources, Bloomberg had sources that they shared uh, some information about this week. And uh, basically, the AirPods 2 were originally slated for uh, 2018, and this would be water resistant, noise canceling, have wireless charging, and they'd be a little more expensive. That's now expected for 2019. Oh, but what they're saying is that the, there may be a 2018 version that has hands-free Siri. So right now you have to tap on your AirPods to summon Siri, mm -hmm. uh, unless you have your iPhone within range. Um, but so there might be 2018 AirPods that have that as well as wireless charging, so they would work with this AirPower charger. And so also other, all the rumors are saying that most likely the AirPods will work with any Qi wireless charger that you won't have to have the special AirPower oh, mat, nice. which that was really good to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really bummed to hear this because I don't know that hands-free Siri and wireless charging alone, if like I might want to wait if, if I know in 2019 they could also be water resistant, meaning they'd be better for working out. It wouldn't mean you'd want right. to go swimming with them. But if you're gonna like run in the rain, and if you're you know just gonna sweat on them, they'll be fine. Noise cancellation is awesome. I mean, I love the noise canceling headphones that I do have, so that would be really great. Um, but the the version for this year would be the same 159 price tag, whereas next year's ones would be more expensive. So this has left me in sort of a conflict of what I would what I will do. Um, mm -hmm. If there, so there may be two AirPods, but likely if there's just one for early 2019, probably Apple will announce that at the fall announcement, but they won't be available for a few months. Uh, there also are, there's also a rumor of a 2019 uh, over-ear headphones from Apple mm -hmm. that would just be a higher-end version of the Beats headphones, because as you all know, Apple bought Beats. Um, and that would be interesting, so it'd probably be more expensive than Beats, be Apple branded, but would be very similar to Beats mm -hmm. headphones. Which I don't know. I'm not as excited about that personally. What about you guys? I don't know. I I'm I've never been a huge fan of Beats. Um, I think they're not the best quality. On the other hand, Apple's so good about their warranties, and so my daughter got you know in one of those promotions for college students, oh, she yeah. got a pair of Beats with her Mac, and just before the year was up, they something happened to them, and she got like a brand new pair. Oh nice. So that's nice. Which actually yeah, you can do with is. your ear pods too. Because um, you know those, that, the ones that come with, and your and your iPhone cables, all those ones that really suck and that come from Apple, you can actually, if they get wrecked before the end of your warranty, you can get them replaced. To be honest, I don't know that I care about noise cancellation. I because I mm -hmm. uh, I love having a noise canceling pair of noise canceling headphones, but those to me are my over ear headphones. When I travel, I always use Bluetooth over ear headphones with noise cancellation. They're a lifesaver. But when I'm going for a run or when I'm just kind of using my headphones around the house, I still use my ear pods as opposed to I have a bunch of nicer headphones that I could use, but I actually like being able to have the ambient noise. I like if somebody wants to talk to me, I can still yeah, kind of hear that they're talking to me. If I'm working out, I'm going for a run, I like I can hear cars. All right, so I think it's time to recap what you can expect from Apple's event. First of all, the date is likely going to be Tuesday, September 11th or Wednesday the 12th at noon central time or 10 a.m. Pacific time. 
you make you want to make sure to go sign up for our Facebook group so you can get our commentary throughout the event. Just search iPhone Life group in Facebook and you can sign up there. Also, go to iphonelife.com slash podcast because we'll have links there to all the other coverage we're going to have. Um, and in terms of devices, we'll likely get three new iPhones, all have Face ID, all have edge-to-edge displays, two new iPad Pros, same story there, and Apple Watches with larger displays but keeping the same form factor size, which is great. Um, and AirPods, hopefully we'll get AirPods in 2018, but we'll just have to wait and see on that. Um, and yeah, we're all so excited. We really hope that you follow our coverage because we're putting a lot of planning into it and are just going to help you uh, make sense of everything Apple announces in a couple of weeks. I can't believe it's only two weeks away. I know. <laughs> uh, just talking about the AirPods, it seems like a good time to good introduce our second sponsor of this episode, Erin. Yes. That also so, is true wireless earbuds. They have true wireless, and if you do not want to wait for the noise-canceling AirPods, these are perfect for you. And these are honestly, they're so great. So Erin, these are the M2s. This is a second version. Erin was one of the first people to market with truly wireless earbuds. And I'm gonna do a little unboxing for you all here. And what makes them great, in my opinion, is not only are they sleek, truly wireless, but they focus on sound quality more than anything else. And I, I love yeah. that. It, their sound quality is crystal clear. Yeah, I love that because I feel like a lot of the truly wireless headphones in the space focus on uh, other types of features. Like I have a pair that have a heart rate monitor that's fine if you want to use them exclusively to work out, but for the most part, I'd rather have my wireless headphones focus on sound quality. They're really sleek. They come in this cool little case, which also charges it. Um, I'm gonna pull them out. You can see just how little they, they are. are. By far the smallest. I mean, my favorite pair of wireless earbuds that, besides for working out, because you can't work out with these, look like I'm Frankenstein's monster, like with the bolts sticking <laughs> out of my head. These yeah. just disappear. Like looking straight on, you can't necessarily even see that they're in your ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those of you listening and not watching, I'd say they're about the size of like an almond. Yeah, they're like. tiny <laughs> and they're light, which is really important. And they have amazing sound quality and they're super sleek. So make sure you check them out. We'll link to it or you can go to earin.com, E-A-R-I-N. Right. Thanks, it. David. So this wraps up our episode. Uh, as I just mentioned, you can follow all our coverage. Go to iphonelife.com slash podcast to see all the links there. Um, and we're all we're really excited to interact with you guys on the day of the event and let us share your commentary with us too in the Facebook group. And we will see you at the live podcast if you can manage to attend right after the event. September 11th or 12th, we will be We will be here, so in two weeks we'll see you. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks.